to Pittsburgh. Swing and a miss. Sucked him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. It's Wednesday, October 11, 2017. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight. My partner, Jim Chechesco, has the night off to take care of some family business in Ireland, I should add. But the show will go on. Our plan was to have former Eagles linebacker, broadcaster, and new author Kevin Riley with us, but his Villanova broadcasting commitment got in the way tonight. And with that said, we're always happy to have our good friend Carl Henderson back with us to talk all things Philly sports. Welcome back, Big C. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Always good. And uh, we're going to cover a lot of topics tonight, uh, Carl. But before we get started, you've got something going on over at your store called Fundraiser for a Friend that you're running now through October the 28th. Uh, what's that all about, and, and what are the things that you're raffling off, and, and how did it all come about? Well, unfortunately, you know, we had a, uh, you know, a, a tragedy in our, you know, our little inner inner circle of friends, and, um, you know, unfortunately, our, our good friend Bill Mattis lost his son. Um, I believe the date was September the 30th. Um, and, there, you know, Bill mixes no bones about it. It was, you know, it was just an ugly situation. The monster got a hold of him and, you know, he just wasn't able to, um, you know, get the correct help that he needed. So, you know, he lost his son in all of this. And, you know, it's a, you know, it's a bad situation throughout the country, not just here in, you know, our little town. Um, but, you know, this, this is a situation where, you know, you know, friends helping friends and, you know, Bill, uh, Bill Mattis has been a huge friend to, to me personally, to the store, business-wise. It, it's been a, you know, a great situation, um, and I can't, you know, I can't do enough at this time. Um, so I'm, I'm banking on a lot of, you know, people to, uh, to help out. Uh, so we put together this fundraiser for a friend event um, on Saturday, October the 28th. Um, the hours uh technically we we have it running from three to six um it's going to be here at the store we've got lots and lots of good stuff that uh people are going to be able to uh you know jump in and 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 really uh you know go walk away with some really good deals um so i'm really looking forward to uh to that yeah, now I've seen some of the things that you've posted, and you've already started a little bit of online bidding for those people that can't make it to the store. They're able to still participate in this, right? That is correct. Yeah, if um, if you go, it's real simple. If you go to our, our Facebook page, Carl's Cards and Collectibles Facebook page, and if you like the event, you will simply all you have to do is like the event, and you'll be able to – to um, keep track of all of the items. And currently we have, uh, 
I believe it's 12 items that are up for bid right now that, uh, you know, will stay up. Um, all you have to do is do an in increments. Some items are $5, some are $10, $10 increments for the larger items. Uh, but they'll, they'll stay up till, uh, till probably the day before. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll make it live on Saturday from 3 to 6. Um, and I'm trying to put together um, something where um, we can do it on Facebook Live so that uh, the people that are not, you know, local to the store um, can view it. You know, kind of like having a viewing party kind of thing um, and, mm -hmm. and raise some good hard-earned money. Very good. Now, uh, you say you have close to 12 items. I don't know that I've seen all 12, but I have seen a handful of them. Uh, what, what's an example of some of the things that people can, uh, can vote on that you're auctioning off? And, I mean, the ones I saw are just absolutely fantastic Philly sports things. Uh, so for, yeah. for the collector – it's a it's a real deal for the collector as well as going to a good cause to help Bill and and his family. Absolutely, we've got um, you know there's autographed baseballs of uh, Jim Tomei um, outside the Philly area. We've got uh, Bryce Harper uh, rookie autographed baseball. We've got Aaron Judge autographed rookie cards. We've got Jaws Ron Jaworski jersey. We've got Dick Vermeil autographed jersey thank you very much bill Furman, for uh for donating that that's an that's an awesome item uh glad to help we've got we've got a uh we've got santa kringle uh visit uh anybody that knows knows us here at the store we have a christmas party every year and we have we have our own little santa kringle and he, he's the best and uh he's uh he's offered up a, a home visit to to, to come out for an hour at somebody's house. Um, so we're real excited about that. Um, our good friend, Anthony Pignetti at the, the, the Reading Fightins has donated an awesome package. Um, there's only a couple of items up, but it, trust me, my back room is full. Um, he just, he went over and up. We've got flyers tickets. We got Tug McGraw autographs. Um, we're we're all over. We got it. We got it covered from from A to Z, and we're just getting started. Well, and and I have to ask you because I haven't checked. Am I still the high bidder on that Flyers jersey package that you didn't mention? Yeah, I I purposely stayed away from that. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you it's a, are. It's a great package. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you know, maybe maybe I could pull that off and win that jerseys. What by. Uh, Signed by Clark Perrant. This is individual jerseys, right? Clark Perrant, Lindros, Barber, Prop, and how is that right? Tim Kerr. Tim, Tim Kerr, Kerr so, Lindros. Yep, fantastic yeah, package. So hey, it's great. I mean, I think, like I said, anybody that's a collector um, that that wants to get something and help a great cause, as you just met, ran down that list. There's some fantastic items there, and uh, it, it's all going to go to a good good cause. And hats off to you, Carl, and uh, and, and your family, and Carl's Cards uh, family, for uh, putting this together to help Bill out as well. Well, I mean, anybody that knows knows us, knows the family. Um, you know, this is what my daughter, you know, does for a living. She raises money, you know, full-time. 
Um, she has her heart into it. You know, she, you know, she just, you know, she comes up with some great ideas. Um, and again, without her, you know, without, you know, Lauren's support, Sue's support, and, and the support of all these people that, that have been making some phenomenal donations, you know, the Phillies, the Phillies just sent us a, um, um, Odubel Herrera game back. Um, we've got a nice little connection. Well, I should say Lauren has a nice little connection down at the Phillies. So, you know, they donated the bat. So it's, you know, another awesome item that uh, is available. Fantastic. All right. Well, hey, we'll get back to that at the end. You can run down again uh, how to get a hold of, uh, you know, get be part of that and where to look it up and all that. But, uh, hey, let's talk some Eagles, Carl. They had uh, – they had all three phases of the game clicking against Arizona, wrapping the Cardinals 34-7. That's as dominating a win as we've seen in a while, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I'm, I'm still trying to, uh, to figure out, uh, you know, is this uh, just a, a really bad Arizona game? Uh, I, don't, I don't perceive Arizona this bad. Uh, or did the Eagles just, you know, exploit them and, and – uh, Put it to them. I mean, that was that was a well-rounded game for sure. Yeah, and you know, I think obviously Carson Wentz was fantastic. As was the running game again, and people were making a big deal about that offense as they should. But the defense has played really well, and Kenyon Barner and the special teams were were outstanding as well. Yeah, I mean, the defense with all the you know, with the injuries that, that, you know, up front, no Fletcher Cox, no Darby in the backfield. And I believe they're missing another uh, DB in the back as well. Um, you know, for them to, to piece this thing together, um, it just says, it just says something for, uh, you know, Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, you know, the guys that are stepping in and filling in. Um, I mean, how about Bo Allen? I mean, has he ever seen so many snaps in his life? Right, and and played well, and played well. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I mean, across the across the board. I mean, you know, the front line, you know, up front, the linebackers have been absolutely tremendous, um, and I think that's been the key to a lot of this. Is you know, the linebacker play has been huge. Yes. Absolutely. And I, I think the thing that I'm, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old O-line guy, you know, that offensive line got beat up by the fans pretty much uh, after that Kansas City game. And they they made the change and got Samula out of there, got Wisniewski in. Wisniewski's played fantastic. Travis Kelsey is playing, or uh, Jason Kelsey's playing Pro Bowl center again. Uh, now we're going to be without Lane Johnson Thursday night, and Big V is going to step in and get his chance. But that offensive line has really come together, and uh, good matchups, and they have they've exploited them. Yeah, they've uh, they've come together. It's um, I mean, there's been a couple of you know, I mean, a couple of holes busted wide open. You know, like you said, Kelsey lost. I think uh, they're reporting he lost you know a bunch of weight. And, uh, you know, kind of got his quickness back. You know, he's not taking bad penalties like he was last year. Um, and, yeah, across the board, I mean, you know, Jason Peters is Jason Peters. He's just he's just wrapping people up. Yeah, and, and uh, LeGarrette Blunt has stepped up his game quite a bit now that he's actually getting some more ch- uh, 
touches, he's playing well. And, and Corey Clement is one that I, I was really high on when the Eagles signed him as an undrafted free agent because I, you know, I watch a lot of Big Ten games, and he was just awesome at, at Wisconsin. And it was a wonder that he, you know, that he was undrafted to begin with. But he stepped up and done yeah. a nice job too. You wonder how he slipped through, you know, seven seven rounds of of, uh, of draft. You know what I mean? And nobody, you know, nobody took a shot on him. Lucky for us, though, right? Yeah, four thousand yard uh, college back, and he can't get picked. <laughs> it's a so funny game, there, though. Right? It's a funny game. Yeah. Yep. And you know, sure. they they were talking about that on the radio. I, I listened to some of the game on the radio, and they were talking about how. He comes to work every day with a chip on his shoulder because there's every team in the league passed him by. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Hopefully he's yep. paying, you know, he's playing for, you know, for, uh, you know, a big contract. You know, one that will give him, you know, four or five years of, you know, under, you know, under under a nice little package. And, you know, it'll be well worth it to him to, to play with that chip because he's certainly shown yep. a lot in, in a short amount of time. Now, what do you think as as you've gotten to see the first handful of games play out? You know, Dallas loses a tough game to, to Green Bay, uh, which was fun to watch, by the way. The Giants are horrible. <laughs> the Redskins are almost as horrible. Um, I mean, I think if things go just normal instead of exceptional, the Eagles certainly have a chance to win this East or, at worst, um, get a wild card spot with a 4-1 and start. They're playing. They're playing very good football right now. I, I just think, you know, um, Howie, you know, made some made some decisions, and you know, they they all seem to be working right now. Um, he's done. You know, he's done a phenomenal job. You know, the chirping has has quieted down quite a bit. Um, you know, about him and uh, you know him as the GM, Doug as the coach, not being you know the the fit that we need here in Philly. Well, at four and one, I, it's quieted a lot of the doubters for sure. Oh yeah. When it, when it will do that. And, and speaking of Doug Peterson, uh, I've not heard you in any of our conversations ever think that uh, he was not the, the guy to be the head coach. Uh, but what, what's your assessment so far? I'm, I'm right there with him. I think, you know, this Andy Reid tree, um, you know, that comes from the Green Bay days. Um, you know, there's a lot of these young these young coaches that are, you know, that are that are falling off of this tree. That, you know, they they've learned they've learned a lot. You know, they have basically, you know, they got a lot of great pieces, and it's just a matter of, you know, putting it together. You know, maybe it's the same system, maybe it's not, maybe just a little bit of you know, a little bit of Doug's, you know, theory mixed in with, you know, with what they used to run in Kansas City and Green Bay. Um, I mean, he's he's got, you know, come on. I mean, what coach wouldn't want Carson Wentz pulling the trigger, you know, right. on every That's right. Yep, yep. And uh, one, one final Eagles question I have for you. You know, there's kind of an unwritten rule in sports that you don't lose your job to injury. But they're going to have to make a decision with Caleb Sturgis and uh, Jake Elliott. Somebody is not going to be here very soon. And uh, 
Elliott missed his first kick and hasn't missed since. Of course, Sturgis, uh, you know, was pretty solid last year. They, they've got a decision to make. What are you going to do in that deal? That's a tough one. That's a really tough situation because, you know, we were looking at Cody Parkey. You know what I mean? He basically lost his job to uh, Sturgis, you know, when you know right. when he was back off of an injury. So, you know, kickers are, you know, that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of a quirky little, you know, scheme there with them guys. You know, they can be red hot for three weeks and then, you know, just just miss miss the ball, you know, for the next three. Um, I, I wouldn't want to have to make that decision. I really wouldn't. Um, yeah, I think you got think you got to stay with the hot hand. You you do. Yeah, absolutely, you do. Especially if you're winning football games, you can't you can't mess with chemistry. That's right. All right, hey, now we're going to shift gears a little bit. And I know you are a huge Flyers fan. Uh, they go two and two to open the season on the West Coast, including including a game they let get away from them last night in Nashville. Um, it's huge for this team. How excited about this team and this new young lineup with all these rookies are you? Um, I, I'm 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 so excited that I just can't remember when we last had all this speed. I mean, it's just unbelievable that we finally, you know, we finally have three or four guys that can just, you know, just dominate the ice. Um, it, it, it's incredible. I I really, I mean, I know, you know, the West Coast trip. You know, the Ducks. You know, the Ducks were hurting. You know what I mean? We didn't, you know, we didn't run into them, you know, at the right time. But, but in any event, you still got to play the 60 minutes and, you know, you got to do all the, the right things. But I, I'm really excited. I, 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 I was kind of bummed about last night, but, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough place to play. You know, we were up 5-3 and, you know, it just uh, it kind of fell apart. But hopefully we, uh, we learned a little bit from that. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the the thing that gets lost in last night's game because they did get it, you know, let it get away from them, is the fact that they were down three nothing in that game and fought back and tied it, yep, and actually exactly. scored five unanswered goals to take a five three lead. And you say, unfortunately, they, you know, they got some very questionable calls and maybe made a questionable decision. But the fact they scored five unanswered goals on the road against Nashville was pretty impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive, like I said, to go into that building as loud as it was. You know, they're raising a banner from last year. I mean, that was a super, you know, I mean, they were, you know, they were in the Stanley Cup finals last year. I mean, that's that's a legit team. That is a legit team that, you know, that they, you know, they played tough against. Absolutely. Now, they, they made a move today. I guess it wasn't all that surprising, sending Sam Marin back down. Uh, to get some playing time. I guess uh, for now he's the odd man out, but you have to certainly think that he'll be back. And uh, with with Sondheim and Haig and Provorov and, and Gossespierre, uh they're awful young up back there on that uh, blue line. Yeah, I was actually a bit surprised that Sam didn't get the, get the nod over um, Travis Sandheim. I, I really was. I thought Sam played an incredible – um, training camp, you know, the, 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 the early games, he looked, he looked tremendous. Um, I think he brings that physical part of the game. Um, I'm not quite sure what, what the management thinking there is. I, I, you know, Travis hasn't shined as much as, 
as as I would like, you know, and I think Sam, you know, Sam definitely was the odd man out. Hopefully, you know, he keeps his uh, his head up and goes down and plays plays well, and you know, gets 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 the nod the first uh, the first time they need that uh, next defenseman. Well, and you know, I, I I think it's so early in the season, at least for for me to be able to get a feel for this. But I was wondering if uh, Sanheim, because they're going to be facing maybe faster teams, where Moran is Moran is such a more physical guy that maybe uh, you know as you get a little deeper in the schedule that that you need that toughness. Uh, it's a good it's a good point. Um, I mean, you can never have enough good defensemen, right? Um, so yep. to have that, you know. Have that wild card sitting, you know, an hour away, you know, and pluck them, you know, pluck them from uh, Allentown on any given night. Um, you know, I guess that's that's a great problem to have. Yep. Now we can't ever talk about uh, the Flyers on this show, at least, because Chet's favorite uh, pet peeve or topic. We'll we'll just go with topic for now is the goaltending and Brian Elliott, uh, Michael Neuvers. How do you feel about that combination, and is that enough to get us deep into the playoffs or into the playoffs? Put it that way. Well, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a topic that uh, definitely we need to be concerned about. Um, but I think it's going to take the two of them. Um, it's going to be a, a dual effort for both for both goalies to get us where we need to be. Um, Elliot, you know, probably got the you know the to start most nights um but i think you know nivert you know is going to come in and you know spell him from time to time and you know as long as they're both healthy and 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 the defense plays well in front of them um i think they're they're adequate enough you know that that we could you know we could see some playoff action this year oh that would that would make me happy one one last question for you Wayne Simmons uh, comes out and scores a hat trick in the opener, picks up another goal. He's got four goals in four games. Um, another 30-goal season for Simmer? I think so. He's, um, you know, he's, a, he's a, a very talented player. He knows the game. He's smart. You know, sees the ice well. Um, and he can play with just about anybody. Um, you know, he's not afraid to go into the dirty areas um, and, and be aggressive. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, he's, you know, he's able to score goals, which is, you know, we need that, you know, when, when Jake's not scoring or, or G's not scoring, you know, you, you look to, you know, you look to him, uh, but hopefully G and Jake get their, their act together and, you know, start scoring some goals because we need, you know, we need more than just Simmer, you know, scoring goals. For sure. And, and uh, speaking of scoring goals, hats off to, 19-year-old Nolan Patrick, uh, the rookie, got his first NHL goal already in the season. So hats off to him. He's going to be a good player. Yes, he is. Yeah, I was I was happy for him last night. It's a shame, you know, it wasn't, you know, with, uh, you know, with a win behind it. But uh, even so, you know, I mean, the future's bright for for these kids. I mean, this, you know, they're they're so young. But uh, you look around the league. There's a lot of young players in the league today. I mean, four or five. Four or five young players on just about every squad. All right. Well, hey, let's talk. Uh, let's jump over because I want to talk a little Phillies with you. 
And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on September with all the kids they brought up, and, and they ended up firing Pete McCannon, which I think you were kind of uh, hoping for or, or thought was going to happen. Um, you have high hopes for 2018? I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm so super excited. Um, I just think, you know, that, you know, the youth brings a lot of athleticism, you know, they're able to do things, you know, and not, not be stagnant. Um, You know, they play the game aggressive. Um, They run the bases, you know, so much better. The second half of baseball was so much better than the first half. I'm still trying to, I'm still shaking my head why they re-signed Pete, knowing you know, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I still still shaking my head over that one. I don't quite understand why you resign him in May and fire him in in September. But um, hopefully, uh, hopefully the next guy's got uh, you know got wild card uh, aspirations for next year for us. Well, one thing for sure, uh, this is going to be Clintac's team and. Uh... He's going to get to pick that manager, and it's going to be interesting to see who it ends up being. Yeah, I, I was reading an article today. I guess um, I guess the, the new hot guy, <clears throat> excuse me, is Alex Cora, the bench coach from the Houston Astros. Um, yes. Seems to be the new name. I'm not quite sure, you know, where where that fits in, other than you know maybe maybe to develop you know the the Latin uh, the Latin players a little bit more. Um, not real sure. He has no managerial experience, but I mean, he played in the league for, I think, uh, twelve or thirteen years. So he's he's definitely familiar with it. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, and uh, you know, I think the whole opening day roster come uh, April two thousand eighteen is going to be very different than what we saw, and uh, I think it's going to be exciting. I think we're actually making the the steps forward we need to make. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just so excited for, for Philly sports in general, all four teams. I mean, you know, to, to, to make this switch over, you know, we, we've got excitement in all four sports. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of young stars that, uh, you know, kind of ha- have energized the, uh, the Philly sports market and, and it's really fun to watch. Yes, it is. They, they, they got to keep working you got to show up every day and I mean, you got to put the, you got to put the work in. I don't, you, you know, all about that. <laughs> you know, you, you, you got you to gotta come, come ready to practice and, and put the time in. You bet. Wait, one final question for you back to the Eagles. Uh, first of all, do you have a prediction for Thursday night and what do you see in your crystal ball for the season now that they've started off for them one? Well, I, I originally, I'll take the second part of that question first. I originally had them at ten and six. I, I feel very comfortable staying with that right now. Um, I, I just think you know the, the, the so-called bad teams in the division are, are going to get a little bit better. Um, they, they can't continue to play this bad. Um, but I also, I also think that we're in for uh, for a, for a dogfight uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I was a big Cam fan. Uh, I wasn't excited about his recent uh, comments, um, but he's but he's he's one great quarterback, and he's got some weapons down there. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dogfight. It really is. I think it's gonna come down to a 
to a late uh, a late field goal, and I hope it's uh, Elliot kicking it um, for the win and running off the field. So uh, big things, big things in Eagles Nation. I'm I'm excited. All right. So let's uh, before we let you go. Um, again, thanks for joining us, and we appreciate you taking the time. But before you go. Uh, let us know again how people can participate in the fundraiser for a friend on October 28th at Carl's Cards and Collectibles. Yeah, the best the best thing, like I said, if you, if you guys are on Facebook, you know, check us out on Facebook, Carl's Cards and Collectibles. You know, like the page for the uh, fundraiser event. You'll be able to see everything. Um, you know, we're going to have live auctions. We're going to have silent auctions, Chinese raffles. You know, we're going to have all kinds of all kinds of good stuff the day of on October 28th um, from three to six, you know, if you're, if you're local and you can come out, um, you, you can have some fun. You can have some fun. We're going to have refreshments. Um, and, uh, you know, there's going to be a great opportunity to fetch some, some great items uh, relatively cheap and uh, support, a, support a great cause, a great, a great family. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's tragic that, uh, you know, we, we have these types of things, but unfortunately today's society is, is wrapped up in, in stuff that uh, I, I just don't understand. I, I guess I'm too old school, um, but it's just, it, it's just nasty. It's just absolutely nasty. And I, and I, if, if anybody's out there listening and, you know, they have a loved one that needs help, please, you know, get, get with the right people because, uh, we can't we can't we can't afford to be losing our young people. Um, it, it's just it's too tragic. We need you know we need good young people to uh, further develop this country and you know truly make it a better place. Fantastic. Carl's Cards and Collectibles, October twenty eighth, twenty two West Eagle Road, Havertown, PA. Thank you, my friend, for joining us. Great stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. All right, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's Chet to let you know what's going on these days at the Irish Rovers Station House in Langhorne, Bucks County. Watch the Eagles-Panthers game on the Rovers' many TVs Thursday night. Saturday night, check out the band Spare Parts. Then on Tuesday evening, there's a paint party taught by Penelope Fox Art Studios. You already know the Irish Rover has great burgers, wings, and dinners, daily food and drink specials, and an extensive beer list, including 24 brews on tap. The Irish Rover Station House on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne and on the web at irishroverstationhouse.com. Hey, it's time to welcome our fantasy football guru, Fred Hugo, back to the show. Fred, welcome back. Ah, I love that tune. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, any big surprises this past week? And uh, who are to play and don't plays uh, for the week of fantasy football? Yeah, well, last week uh, I made the Thursday night mistake that I said in the beginning of the year I never would. And I picked picked Patriots and uh, Buccaneers, and that ended up being a stinker. But uh, uh, a couple surprises. I mean, Jarek McKinnon of the um, – I actually lost my fantasy football game. I, I went to bed on Monday night 
with the score three to two, thinking, ah, oh, this is in the bag. And then Jarek McKinnon went out and scored like 30 some points. He had 95 yards and a touchdown, and, and I lost by like two points. I didn't find out till Wednesday I lost because I just assumed I won. That was a bit of a surprise. Or yesterday I found out. And then um, Big Ben's been struggling. Your boy and, and my boy, too, because I did pick him up. But uh, Deshaun Watson was lights out again. And um, yeah, he's a big good. Uh, trade he's happened good. with uh, Adrian Peterson uh, being traded to the Arizona Cardinals. So that may be a big pickup for people because he may get some playing time. If he can return to form, um, that could be a huge advantage for, for teams if you can grab him on the waiver wire. So that was last week. As far as this week goes, um, I, I start one, sit ones. I'm going to start at quarterback – We've been talking about the last two weeks. He's been a scoring machine, Deshaun Watson. He's had 40-plus points back-to-back weeks, uh, 11 touchdowns in the last three weeks as far between rushing and and throwing, and he's facing a Browns defense who's been getting smoked by opposing quarterbacks. So if you have Deshaun Watson, now's the time to start him. I, uh, the quarterback position who I'm going to sit, who it's the same guy I sat last week. I think he's going to have a little bit of a – of a down tear here. He has some rough matchups. I want to sit Jarrett Goff. He had a rough week last week against the Seahawks, and it's going to get this week or get worse this week against the Jaguars. They give up an average of 6.5 points to quarterbacks overall, so I don't see him having a great week. So if you have Goff, sit him. At the running back position, I'm going to start Kareem Hunt, who's been over 100 yards four out of the five weeks this year. He's just been a monster. Triple digits in, from scrimmage every single game. And then he's facing a Pittsburgh Steelers defense who is hit or miss. Some, so three games this year they've given up under 100 yards, and then they have two games where they've given up 220-plus to running back. So based on the way the Chiefs offense has been rolling, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a 220-plus or at least 150 and above, I, I would start Hunt. As far as running backs to sit, I would sit Carlos Hyde of the San Francisco 49ers. He hasn't had a great year. He's only went over 100 yards once this year. Last week he only had about eight carries. Coach Shanahan came out and said that he will start, but he will go with the back that's having the most success. And and Matt Breida, the rookie, looks like he may be taking some carries from him. I I would, uh, would sit Carlos Hyde. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to start Larry Fitzgerald. He's had been solid all year on a struggling Cardinals team. He's going up against a Buccaneers team that gives up an average of 18 catches and 228 yards a game to, to wide receivers. Um, and then they average like a, 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 a touchdown and a quarter per game too. So that's a great matchup for him. He's been solid all year. Cardinals are bound to get a win too or at least compete. So – I can I would start uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, on the other end of the wide receiver, as far as sitting, I would sit a guy who I was really high on this year, and he's just – I wouldn't cut him quite yet, but Sammy Watkins has, has been a, a disappointment. He's no longer worth the risk of, of putting in the game. Last week he had four targets and, and, and zero receptions. Um, he's basically had one good game this year against the 49ers on Thursday Night Football. Other than that, he, he's pretty much been a dud. At the tight end position – I would start the Giants, Evan Ingram. Last week he was targeted four times. He had zero catches, but 
the main – well, two reasons, really, I'm starting them, is the Giants don't have anyone. Every, everyone got injured last week as far as the receivers go. Sterling Shepard's still there, but he, he's playing with an injury. So I'm going to imagine he's, he's one of the guys they're going to focus on trying to get the ball to. On top of that, they're facing a Denver defense that has struggled to stop the tight end position in general. They're, they're a solid defense, but the, the tight ends seem to have success. So I would start Evan Ingram. Uh, sitting at the tight end position, I would sit Minnesota Vikings uh, tight end Kyle Rudolph. Last week he had he had six catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Looked real good. Bradford looks a little banged up. Um, Case Keenum, he he's he's okay, but I, I just don't see. Basically, Rudolph's been okay here and there, but he's facing a Packers defense that basically they're ranked second in fantasy and points allowed to the tight end. So if you're riding the Rudolph, just um, sit him this week. As far as defenses go, I would start the Broncos' defense against the Giants. Like I said a couple minutes ago, they've basically injured and they've been terrible even when healthy. The Broncos' defense is solid. They're a 10-point favorite, I think I saw. So I I see um, the Broncos' defense. And then you got Von Miller matched up against Eric Flowers. I mean, enough said right there that that's going to be a a terrible day for Eli. You know, that's (laughs) going to be – not fun to watch if you're a Giants fan. And then as far as defense to sit, they've been solid pretty much all year. I, I touched on them a little earlier. I would sit the Steelers D against the Kansas City offense. They're just a powerhouse. They look pretty much un- unstoppable, and there's there's no reason to start the uh, Steelers defense. I would pick someone else up um, in, in place of them for this week. And then as far as kickers go, I would start Matt Bryant of the Falcons against Miami. I just saw a high over-under, and they'll be in the Dome in Atlanta. And then as far as kickers go, Robbie Gold, who's been having a great year. I just uh, gut feeling. I have a feeling he's going to miss a kick or two against Washington at Washington. So that's my uh, fantasy starts and sits for, for this week. All right. Good stuff. Hey, uh, Fred, we've got a caller. We've got a special guest that's going to join us uh tonight unexpectedly so uh welcome special guest greetings from dublin ireland mates how are you hello chet <laughs> all the hey way guys. all the way from ireland welcome oh you're friend. really in ireland i thought you were doing a joke I, oh you're really in ireland no, i'm really really in ireland i'm in dublin i pulled myself away from the pub just to join you guys because it's after midnight you know ireland time so <laughs> all right well, since you're in Ireland, we're not going to make you hang on very long. So let's get to these picks. Uh, first of all, what, what were our records last week? I, I know, Chet, I didn't know you were going to call, but uh, I was 2-1, and one, I know. Fred, what were you? I was 2-1 and one as well, I believe. 2-1, and, one. and we Chet, were all what were you? I think I okay. was 2-1. Well, we'll We'll get our totals together next week, all right? So yep. let's get yep. our picks we'll going. The Cowboys are on a bye week after that fun-to-watch, heartbreaking loss to the Packers. <laughs> uh, so only three games to pick this week. Let's start out with the 49ers at the Redskins. Redskins minus 10. Let's go with that one, Fred. Redskins minus 10 is all I need need to know. 10-point spread, I, 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 Vegas is typical. They, I mean, they can see the 49ers covering, but the Redskins seem like to be a solid team this year. They're second in the division right now. Um, I'm going to go with the Redskins to, to win that game. Yeah, what Fred said, Washington's playing better than we expected. The 49ers stink. 
the 10 or 10 and a half point spread sounds about right. So yeah, Redskins easily in this one. Yeah, I would, I would certainly have to agree. The 49ers have done nothing to deserve anybody's vote. I wouldn't think at this time. Giants at Denver, Denver minus 11 and a half. They had a little meltdown today. Uh, DRC got suspended, got thrown out of the complex. They're, the, the wheels are coming <laughs> off in New York. It's hilarious watching them, man. That that's funny. We don't want, we want them to win a little bit though. We don't want them getting those high picks though. We need them at like eight and eight, right. seven and nine. But but it don't look like that's going to happen. They're not winning, oh, they're uh, not winning I, eight games, that's for sure. Well, it's up to eleven and a half. I mean, it's. I mean, I would have picked the Denver anyway, but it's just no question. I, I don't see any way. It's it's going to be a romp. And like I said earlier, with the fantasy, Eric Flowers against Von Miller. Eli's going to be in for. Date. I'm going to predict. Predict Webb will be a quarterback at some point in that game. Hmm. All mm-hmm. right. So yeah, Denver I wins this go easily. Giants are awful. They can't win close games. They can't win any games. Uh, it's going to be a tough day for Eli with Denver's defense there and, you know, in Denver. So Broncos win this one. I would definitely take the Broncos minus 11 and a half. As a matter of fact, the Giants stink. So Denver easily. You know, and, and I was thinking about this as I was writing this up and, and looking at the point spreads. I'm thinking, how often do you even get a 10-point spread in an NFL game? And here you have two of them, and both of them are NFC East teams. Awful, well, really rare to even have one, let alone have two. And uh, the Giants do stink, and Denver certainly has to win this game. All right, last. Eagles go down to Carolina to meet the Panthers on Thursday night. Panthers are minus three in this game. Fred? Short week for the Eagles. Lane Johnson's out. Everything's pointing towards, towards Carolina, Timmy. Um, the only thing as I noticed, I was doing a little bit of research, is, is Carolina seems to – I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter because Carolina seems to either give up a lead or, or not play well in the fourth quarter. I, I think Cam, Cam's had been hot the last two weeks, but the first three weeks he, he was he was subpar. I, I think – I've always thought Cam was a little overrated. He had that one MVP year, but other than that, he's been pretty up and down. I'm – Everything's pointing to Carolina. I got a feeling now. I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm in a close one in, in the fourth quarter, and, and they pull it out in the fourth quarter on the road. The Eagles are going to take it. Wow. All right. Uh, well, first of all, let me say I started this vacation last Friday, so I was in London over the weekend and watching NFL Red Zone with a bunch of people and got to see you know some of the highlights of the Eagles win over Arizona on Sunday, which was kind of fun watching that from a pub in London. And now here it is four days later and the Eagles are in Carolina. I don't like this matchup, especially with, as Fred mentioned, Lane Johnson being out with the concussion short week, tough to prepare for Cam Newton. I'm going to go with my head on this one. Hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking Carolina to win this one. 27, 17. Hmm. Interesting. Well, here's my thought on this. You know, first thing is you're going to go on a short week. Well, Carolina is on a short week, too. Um, you do have to go on the road, but you're going to Carolina. You could drive it in nine hours, eight hours. It's not like you're going to the left coast. Um, but I, I've also tried to learn or have learned in being around sports for 50 years, you can't be too high and you can't be too low. You know, so it's easy to ride the wave for the Eagles and think, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. 
But I think the Eagles are a good team, and certainly Carolina is a good team. I am not thinking the Eagles are going to go on the road and lose this game or fold up and lose this game. I think it's going to be a tight game, hmm. but I am going to take the Eagles too, 28-24, uh, because I, I am starting to believe that the Eagles are for real. So this will be a good challenge for them, but uh, the fact that it's a short week, it's a short week for Carolina too. They have to prepare for Carson Wentz as well as as we have to prepare for Cam Newton. So I'm going Eagles. Well, guys, I hope you're both right and that I fall another game behind you in the standings because I would love to see the Eagles pull off this uh, minor upset. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, Chet. Well, hey, let's let you go. Get some sleep or at least get another beverage before you go to sleep. And uh, <laughs> thanks for the surprise call. And uh, we'll, uh, we will see you when you get back next week. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Good night. Have fun. All right. Bye. Thanks. All right, hey, Fred, we've got a few minutes. Let's talk a little, Eagles. Uh, I'm curious what you've seen so far from this 4-1 start that surprises you the most. Um, I know I know what you're going to think because I'm very, very critical of the coach, but what, what I've seen in my, in my estimation is he's, he's, a, he's adapted. He's, he's, he's changed his – maybe not changed, but he's, he's running the football – that might not be what his strategy was going into the year, but he's sticking with the run and he's continuing to run the football and he seems to, to make a change where you, you tend to lean on, and I'm not taking a shot at Andy Reid, but he did get those times where he would just continue to throw and continue to throw. And, and Doug being Andy's predecessor, you automatically assume that that's the way it's going to go. And as I'm watching this unfold, they're, they're, they're having a balanced running or balanced attack in general and that's allowing them to stay honest, which is taking the pressure off Carson, and he's able to make plays. I'm also just blown away by Carson Wentz. He, he comes to the line. You could just see him. His, his IQ is, is unbelievable. I mean, he misses a throw here or there, but he has that scramble ability, but he just sees the field so well, and he's able to just call, get in and out of plays and, and make things happen. I'm, I'm very – um, I, as you were just saying, I'm, st- I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic, but I'm starting to believe as well. I, I know we're only five games in, but the recipe for winning, is, is to, my favorite recipe anyway, is playing defense and running the football, clock management, and then and have a franchise quarterback. I, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I just hope it continues. Yeah, and, and to add to that, too, I think, and, and Carl and I were talking about this earlier, uh, Earlier, you know, they, they dominated in three phases. The special teams are outstanding. And yeah. Kenyon Varner stepped in for, for Sproles, didn't miss a beat. Uh, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. But to your point on the offensive line, I think something, and, and I mentioned this the day that they did it, and I didn't like it, and that was the day that they made uh, Samula automatically the starter. Gave him the job in, what, the first couple of days of camp when they made that trade. And I, you know, and I said right here on the show to Chet, I'd rather see competition. You know, and, and so I wasn't happy about that. But then, very un-NFL-like, they quickly pulled the trigger after the second game and said, hey, this guy's not the answer. And they went to Wisniewski, and all of a sudden, they're able to do a whole lot more things on that offensive line than they were able to do in the first couple of games. 
No, no question. Well, they went to Warmack first, and then they went to Wisniewski. And from what I, I was, right. I forget where I was reading it or, or hearing it on the radio. For some reason, I guess that his attitude or whatever, they had a problem with him, and that's maybe what caused him to be put so far back. But to to retain him this year and keep him on the roster, because from what we were reading, he was god awful in the preseason and what and wasn't great last year. And now he's coming in there. You're right. It just it gels the line together. He's a veteran. He, he knows what he's doing. And they're just and, – and, like, you've been an offensive lineman. You, you know how it goes when you running the football is kind of like an attitude. And if you're, if you're running the ball 10, 15 times a game, you can't get into a rhythm. But if you can get to that rhythm where you've you got an attitude and the running back's running with that attitude and you're just like, I'm gonna, we're going to run you guys over. We're going to run it down your throat. It's a whole different game. And, and that's what I'm seeing. And it's, it's so exciting because that, that's, that's the Eagles football that, that I love, you know, just pound the rock. Yep. Throw the ball too. You got a franchise quarterback. You, you got to throw as well. But I just love love running the football. Love watching fall forward an extra two yards just because they're just dominating. It's it's very exciting. Yeah, and and it's also uh, been real surprising the way the defense has played. And uh, hats off to Jim Schwartz and his and his game plan. And uh, of course, everybody was questioning those DBs, but they've played five solid football wow. games. Even the game they lost to Kansas City, they played. They played good defense, and that's a great, that's a good offense there. And if Patrick Robinson, how about him? Did you see how bad he looked in the preseason? Now I know he's dropping the interceptions, yep. but he's there. He's making plays. He's preventing a catch, and it, it's just really they're all just like like Doug Peterson said. They don't really value care about injuries because they got that next man up attitude, and, and that that's the attitude you got to have. And I'm I'm. I'm turning a corner on him as well, you know. I'm I'm gonna like I told you on Facebook. If he goes if it goes back to the way it was, I'm gonna probably critique as well. I know it's not all on the coach. The players <laughs> got to play, but um, but he if I, I just like the way that he's adapting to everything and 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 making changes and it's 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 exciting me, you know, because it would be it would be nice yep. to finally have someone that I don't know adjusts. And is innovative, and it makes different. He stopped running the the, the ridiculous end around plays. Maybe he'll bring it back or the misdirection, but all those plays seem to have disappeared. I, I think I saw two wide receiver screens last week, as opposed to like six or seven. So I might be exaggerating, yep. but um, it's, it's it, good hasn't stuff. Hasn't needed it. Hasn't needed it. Well, hey, True. I wanted to uh, shift gears real quick because I know you're a Sixers season ticket holder. I know you're really excited about the Sixers going all in on Joel Embiid with a five-year, $148 million contract extension. Um, I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic because they, they committed to it and they didn't play games with him. I understand he was injured. He's only played 30 games or 31 or whatever it is. Those 30 games, I've heard the comment he's played good or he's played well or fantastic. He, it's it's a different level. He's like played in a tran- he's transcended the court. Like it's another whole level of basketball. So if he's healthy, you can't let him walk. And they were able to put in that injury clause, which it doesn't protect them as much as people think. It's it's more along the lines if he get re injures one of the injuries he already had, then they're able to avoid the contract and get out of it, which which is they're covering their bases. But then at the same time, he's getting paid his money and he's locked in. The other the other advantage to it is is they're they're set up that way. That's that's the way Hinky set it up. They're so far under the cap that it doesn't even matter. I mean, even if he let's say he, he they had to pay the whole contract, yeah, it would stink to have that contract on the books.
but they still have so much room that they can still sign Ben Simmons or Fultz or a free agent that's out there to come on. So it doesn't tie them up like you, you would think. If, if you've noticed, they haven't gone out and signed free agents or locked themselves into above-average free agents that are getting overpaid. You know, the only one they did was J.J. Redick. He's not a $23 million guy, but that's why they put him on a one-year deal. After this year, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm very excited that they committed to him because if you you watch – I, I just the history of the NBA, like like Shaq, for example. I, I know it's two different things because Shaq wasn't didn't have an injury history, but the minute Orlando just gave him a glimpse of Los Angeles, boom, he's gone. You know, or right. James, the Oklahoma City Thunder had Harden, Durant, and Westbrook, and then and then they 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 played games with Harden instead of just locking them up, giving them a deal, getting them in there. Could you imagine those three right now in in, in Oklahoma City? K, KD never would have left. Mm-hmm. They would have added to the piece. They were in the NBA Finals. They lost to LeBron. So I just want them to keep the core intact. I'm happy that they did that, and let's, let's just build from here. Win, win 10 or 12 more games and, and keep growing. Well, I did see an interesting tweet today that uh, kind of made me laugh, and it came from that Howard Eskin, uh, which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, and Bede went from not being able to practice five-on-five signs his contract, he's now going to play in the preseason game, and he's ready to go. And his comment was, it's amazing how money can heal injuries. I, I kind of got a chuckle from that. <laughs> he was all over that. He, he he put an article or a source out like two weeks ago that Embiid's not going to play until that contract signed, and then people were, were crushing him, basically like, ah, oh, Howard, what are you talking about? You have no idea. And, I mean, they haven't come out and said it, but it's pretty right obvious what, what happened. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, Fred. Well, hey, uh, we're going to uh, announce next week's guest, which I think you're going to enjoy as well, talking about some Sixers. So we'll uh, we'll get to that a little bit uh, later on. And uh, we appreciate you joining us again, sticking around a little longer than normal. And, hey, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you next week. Go Eagles. Uh, go Birds. All right, let's thank everyone for visiting our website, phillypressboxradio.keeping the site updated with articles from the local papers as well as a few that we write. You can listen to all our shows and also the Vimeos from our show guests and a list of websites of our guests. Also check out our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, BobSullivan'sLikeYourAge.com. Just go to our website, phillypressboxradio.com, and click on each of their displays to transfer to their website. Again, thanks to all of you. But it's time for the Sixers to get started with the regular season next Wednesday. As we said, Chet will be back, and so will D Lineham to discuss all things Sixers. D is always on top of what's going on with the Sixers and the NBA, and uh, always glad to have her with us. Also, we're working out the details, but we may double down and also have Kevin Riley with us, uh, who was not able to join us tonight. And he'll be talking about his new book, Tackling Life, How Faith, Family, Friends, and Fortitude Kept a Linebacker in the Game. So we will, either way, have a full show again next week. D-Lineham with us, possibly Kevin Riley with us, and Chet will be back. With that said, uh, we've reached the top of the hour. We want to thank our special guests, Carl Henderson, Fred Hugo, Irish Rover Station House, and Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com for their continuing support of the show. For Jim Chechesco, who will be back next week and enjoying Ireland as we speak, this is Bill Furman 
We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, October 18th at 7 p.m. when D. Lionham joins us. You can listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, our Facebook page, or on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, or on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. <laughs>